Welcome to Brothers King Talk, where we view eternity through the lens of art. My name is Samuel. And I am JP. And um, for all those that actually have ever listened to this, we are doing a wee bit of a reboot. Um, Solomon's doing some other stuff in his life now. So uh, me and my friend here, JP, um, are going to go ahead and restart the pop series where we just talk about the top 100 billboard charts at the end of the year. Um, so JP, for those that are curious, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, what, what interests you in this project? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I would say, you know, music has been a huge part of my life for a very, very long time. And so taking it through the lens of, you know, thinking about pop music and how it's been, uh, transforming throughout, uh, transforming throughout the years. And I mean, we look at the, uh, we look at the start of it. It starts in what, you know, 1946. The first. Or, uh, 1946 is the first year. Yeah, so 1946. I mean, music has changed in so many different ways. And I mean, if you compare that to some of the, the newer songs, and obviously we'll get you know to that when we get to it, but it's, it's very, uh, very important to me for music. And it's such a huge part of my life. And. So I'm excited to look through things critically and see uh, see what's taking, you know, step by step. Yeah, absolutely. So let's go ahead and um, we'll start with uh, Year Zero, which in this case is 1946. Prisoner of Love. Prisoner of Love by the one, the only. Um, this guy was, um, it's kind of hard to grasp how big he was back in the day, but Perry Como, mm-hmm. he was... Um, Somewhere up there with what we think of, like, I don't know, Justin Timberlake, maybe, level of popularity. (laughs) Right. He was a very big celebrity for his day. In fact, he ran a TV show for, like, two decades, I think. Oh, wow. Jeez. So, a little background on him for any of those that are interested. Perry Como um, grew up, you know, in a kind of big, poor family. And he started his own barbershop, like, at 12 years old. Okay. He didn't even want to do pop music growing up. He wanted to be a barber. But everyone's oh. like, you have an amazing voice. You need to do music. <laughs> it's like every time you're ch- you're you're cutting the hair, you're singing along to it, and you need to stop because your haircuts are not that great. <laughs> kind of. So he, uh, yeah, he eventually just went into music and never really turned back. And uh, he had a long and prolific uh, career before he um, ever – Gave up and you know died and whatsoever. Yeah. So he gave he's up a, and died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just gave up the goes. I don't know. Right. Um. So Prisoner of Love was considered at the end of 1946. Billboard chose it as their first end of year best song. Um. So JP, what are your thoughts on this? How does it, how well does it represent 1946? And uh, well, on, honestly, the, when the song first opens, the the only thing I can see in my head is uh, the Nutcracker theme from uh, <laughs> Tchaikovsky back in that's 1892, um, and it makes sense. I mean, it was such that was such a massive hit uh, then as it is even now in today's world, and I can see how they can kind of influence uh, influence each other. Okay, I I never thought of that, but it's well, it's yeah. that it's it's at the very beginning, it's that violin um, string that it's it goes up from it's like the scale that it goes up, and then the initial bringing uh, the initial 
chord structure kind of reminds me of the Nutcracker theme where it's like, oh gosh, I can't remember how it exactly goes. Like da 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 dun da 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 dun dun da dun da that 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 part. That's exactly what I hear in my head every single time I listen to this song. Huh, that is cool. I guess I'd never thought about the um, influence of ballet in popular music. Right, exactly. I mean, the, uh, it's it's very interesting. And, and you know, from the other songs that I've, I've listened to just in the, the time frame, it's just very... I mean, I think it's just the, the way that the waltzes and the way that ballet and the way that in music was so prolific at the time... Uh, there wasn't genre wasn't exactly a thing. I, I don't I don't think you could really classify something as to one specific type of genre outside of, you know, pop music was popular music. But I mean, ballet didn't have exactly a genre. Neither did, you know, orchestral music or things like that. Mm hmm. That is cool. Um, yeah. So my first thoughts when I hear this is just um kind of like the old Disney movies, which took, mm -hmm. you know, they, they took, we don't think about it, but Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, they just took from pop music back then, and that mm -hmm. was their soundtrack. And um, so that's what it, the first thing it reminds me of as yeah. uh, the uncultured swine. <laughs> well, no, uh, I, I actually, that, that's another mention. The refrain of the violin, uh, it really just brings up thoughts like of those classic Looney Tune cartoons or classic Disney movies. Yeah, um, and then it has a, a bit of a, well, not too much of an intro, and then Perry Como's voice starts. Mm -hmm. um, I really love his voice. Like, they don't make crooners like they used to, and I know it's just the style of singing. Right. Crooning is not a thing anymore, and I miss it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. um, all we have now is Buble. Yeah, my uh, Buble, right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and, I mean, it's, it's very obvious throughout the entire song that Perry Como has some crazy good pipes i mean yeah you hear the vibrato on that on those really long notes that it's just you don't hear that uh that range anymore it really doesn't it doesn't take away from the band that's in the background but it complements mm -hmm. and they they come together in uh this kind of perfect harmony and i think that's why this song was so popular is because uh, Como's voice wasn't overpowering and the band wasn't overpowering him. It's like they worked very well together. Yeah, absolutely. Now, um, I think before we go further, it is worth noting that this song itself is actually older than Perry Como. It was written in 1931 by Leo Robin. And okay. then and, um, it was made popular by an African-American crooner, Billy Eckstein. I hope I'm saying his name right. Eckstein. Uh, possibly Eckstein. I'm not mm -hmm. quite sure if anyone out there knows the proper name. And then um, yeah. <laughs> Perry Como comes along and then does it in 1945 and it becomes a huge hit. Now, um, for historical context, I think that is a bit sad that um, that did happen a lot where white people would take black people music and then they would become really insanely popular. That but that is, doesn't take away yeah. from... That doesn't take away from, you know, Perry Como's version is really darn good, and I love it. Absolutely, um, I agree with that. The lyrics, um, well, I'm sorry, i sorry to interrupt you. Do you have any further thoughts before I go into the lyrics or anything? No, no not really. I think those, uh, the lyrics are, are kind of interesting. Uh, if Because when I was listening to them, I couldn't really 
place a, a like obviously the central theme was you know the prisoner of love kind of ideal but uh it didn't really seem like it was i don't know it, it wasn't focused in the way that i i would have expected and um i wonder honestly i i um i wonder if this was like we don't think about it. Pop music became very refined in um, a kind of formula was made as time went on. Mm-hmm. And um, this doesn't just apply to music. It applies to books, movies, et cetera, especially books. Right. If you go back to that time period, you'll notice a lot of things meander um, to go off on a slight tangent. Mm-hmm. Um, Lord of the Rings, the very first book, it meanders for forever in that first half of the book. Okay. And that's just what they did back then. They kind of meandered through. So I feel like the lyrics reflect that attitude a little bit where they weren't like trying to grab you by the ears and yeah. make you listen. They were just kind of just writing down their thoughts. Um, and I don't know, in today's context, the thoughts sound slightly creepy to me, but yeah, <laughs> like I, they're, I can see that. they're not horrible, just odd. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it was probably more popular phraseology back then. I'm sure, and yeah. just uh, kind of take their time, like they're just um, it's it's more of a waltz and less um less of a grab you by the ears and trying to hold on to you for three minutes. Yeah, and I, and I agree with that. I think it very much is a waltz, and so when we think of that, like I said, the Nutcracker, uh, the Nutcracker theme, that is also a waltz, and so it, it's just the uh, the way that it kind of plays out and everything kind of grows together. I think the song kind of has this great idea of like swelling and then and then uh, bring becoming a little bit more narrow because there's these huge orchestral parts and the huge big band parts, but then it kind of narrows down into this vibrato that uh, Como has available, and it's just I I, I really enjoy that. Okay, I got gotcha. you. So um, that's kind of our thoughts on the music and uh, the lyrics. So. JP, I haven't told you about my unique uh, rating system. For everything I rate, I kind of give it three categories with each potential of three points, so nine total. Sure. Um, you have how good is the music, you know, one being eh, two being it's okay, and three being this is doggone phenomenal. Sure. How good are the lyrics, and how well does this hold up over time? Like, can I listen to this 50 years from now, which it has been over 50 years yeah, now. Yeah, right, at this point. And um, how well does it still hold up? So for myself, um, I feel like the music is kind of middle of the road. If you listen to pop music from back then, it sounds very similar. Mm-hmm. There wasn't too much, anything too innovative about it. So just kind of a two in between. Okay. I feel like the lyrics are its weakest point, And maybe that meandering worked better 50 years ago, but right. not quite as well to my modern ears mm-hmm. so i only give that a one for the music and then or i'm sorry for the lyrics there and then for how well it holds up i give it a two it's a it's it's kind of like a um i don't know a, a hot cup of cocoa it's just a it's kind <laughs> of a soothing sound right like there's a reason this um christmas music sounds like this and it's held up very well that's a very it's just good that kind of soothing warm blanket um but not anything particularly like crazy innovative so Overall, I give like a five out of nine. Okay, that's fair. <clears throat> Excuse me. I, I would think that if if I had to use you know that rating system, definitely music. I you know the music is very about 
is very much about emotion for me. And so with this music, it, it reminds me of, you know, uh, childhood cartoons. It reminds me of, you know, this uh, classic orchestral music and classic big band type, thing, type things. And so I honestly think that the, the music is a really strong point and I really enjoy it. Definitely a, a three for me. However, the lyrics, I think I have to agree with you, they are the weakest uh, of the bunch. Like I said before, there's not a whole lot of focus. Uh, yeah, like you said, it might have worked out a little bit better, you know, back in the back in the 40s. But in today's uh, realm, it's probably just not what we're looking for. So probably a one with that. Uh, and then I think as far as it holds up, I think a two as well, just because like we're still talking about it today and it's still obviously held up not i mean you're not going to hear it on the radio right now but it's still a presence in classic film so two yeah. for that so grand total of like six uh, or excuse me seven out of nine all right very nice cool well guys uh, there you have it for our very first uh, rebooted episode We'll have more to come here. And um, until next time, JP. Yeah, till next time.